0: What's up, y'all? This is John flying Solo on this episode of the Nothing Finer Podcast. And today, we're just going to do a recap of the signing day um, news and talk about a couple guys that committed to the G yesterday. And just for continuity's sake, I am drinking water today. Um, Just got home from the gym before I sat down to record, and it's a little early for bourbon, but we will get back to that next week. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it here. Uh, One of the guys that committed yesterday that wasn't even really on my radar personally was Kyron Jones. Um, Six-foot, 200-pound running back out of Charlotte, but was recruited as an athlete, which all that means is that the staff saw his athleticism and decided he was worth a scholarship regardless of the position, and they will find how he can best suit the team during spring practices. Um, on 247, they li- have him listed at a 10.600 meter, which is just stupid, stupid fast. Um, he averaged 8.6 yards per carry in his junior season, had a total of 1,346 yards in his senior season, moving that yards per carry average to 10.6. That is almost one, or that is over for one first down per carry that this guy had. Um, He also played defensive back, played both ways, averaged three point six tackles per game, and one sack on the season as a corner. Not to mention that he is the North Carolina State champion in the one hundred meter and two hundred meter events in the track and field sport. Um, This kid's going to be electric, and with his open field ability, his quickness, his vision, I think that he has the possibility to get on the field as a freshman for kickoff and punt returns, which would be huge. Next guy we're going to talk about is Daniel Harris, which is just another elite defensive back prospect coming into Athens under Kirby Smart and company. He did decommit from Georgia, over the last few months, um, but recommitted and signed as of yesterday. Another just, I I really don't understand how these kids get this fast by their junior season year, um, junior or senior season. He has a ten point seven four hundred meter as of last season. So that was his junior season. The kid was 16, 17 years old running a 10.7.4. That's insane. Um, And he, one big thing that's uh, important for defensive back positions, all defensive back, but especially corners, is fluid movement through your hips and your lower body, being able to change direction from backpedaling to going on the receiver's routes with them. Um, He's very fluid in his movements. He's quick. He has elite play recognition instincts. Um, I do think as a high school player, he was better in man coverage than in zone coverage. Good news about that is that Georgia primarily plays man coverage and does that to an extremely elite level. I mean, we saw that against Tennessee, number one passing offense in the country was held to way below their season average passing yards. And that was because of that press man coverage that Georgia runs so often. Um, And in high school, Daniel Harris played on special teams, blocked multiple punts. He's got great hands, grabbed a bunch of interceptions. With some polishing on his zone coverage ability and getting into the strength and conditioning program to bulk up, I think he's listed like 175, 185 right now. Um, I could 100% see him as a lockdown corner in the future with his ability to break on the ball and his fluid movements. We talked about this guy a little bit coming into our episode earlier this week, um, and this is Damon Wilson. He was on our radar coming into signing day, but, I mean, y'all know me. I am honest to a fault. I wasn't i wasn't sure whatsoever. I mean, I had like 30 40% confidence that he would actually commit to Georgia, um, let alone sign early. And that's not because I doubt our coaching staff. It's not because I think Georgia's not the spot to be an elite pass rusher. But George already had two elite pass rushers coming into this class. Um, I mean, we talked about them the other day. Two guys from the same school, IMG, down in Florida, which is just a pipeline to elite college programs and going to the NFL. Um, but... So I watched Damon Wilson's tape this morning and he is the type of player I could see coming in on third downs as a true freshman. And if you go watch his tape, you'll see that he isn't a five-star just based on athleticism and size and all that kind of stuff. He earned that five-star rating because he has the combination of size, athleticism, technique, speed, and intelligence. He understands football at a level that you think he's already had some college coaching. He knows what to do and where to be when the tackle um, across from him pulls. He knows what to do and where to be when the pulling guard block comes down to block him on a sweep or a screen. He reads play action extremely well. He doesn't get too far upfield trying to rush the passer and create running lanes. I mean, this kid, the way he plays, you would think that he'd been in college for two years already. He's got the speed to chase down plays from the backside. He has a technique to shed blocks without just bull rushing the offensive lineman. Even though he's 100% capable of it, four sevens got him with a 370-pound bench press, and that was last year. So as a 16-, 17-year-old, he was putting up almost 400 pounds on bench, which is just stupid in the best way, obviously. Um, But you can see his first step quickness. Elite, just absolutely elite. He'll put one hand on the ground in his three point stance. And when he comes up, his first step out of his stance, his foot, his back foot has now moved to in front of where his hand was, meaning he gains a yard on his first step. And more often than not, it's quicker than the tackle can even come out of his stance. So he's already past or beside the tackle when he comes out of his stance. And that, I mean, that's stuff that you can't teach. You can practice it and you can get a little bit better, but that is just God-given ability. And he's got that first step quickness, whether he has one hand down, two hands down. He's got some plays where he's standing up and rushing from an outside linebacker spot. There's absolutely positively a reason that he was bumped up to a five-star from a four-star relatively recently, and I highly recommend. This is a guy that I think everyone should go watch his tape just to know what's what's in the works and what's coming, because I think we could see it as soon as September of next season. And that's kind of it for the major news on signing day. Um, as far as Georgia goes, there's obviously some guys in the transfer portal and a couple guys that are going to commit, actually, in a couple hours. And Um, tomorrow. But those are the guys that committed as of yesterday that uh, a couple of them were unexpected and one was a recommit. But I really do want to take a minute and talk about the coaching staff because I'm sure a lot of y'all heard in the offseason because I heard at one point and I was actually concerned myself about the recruiting because they were like 12-13 guys committed July-August. And that's becoming more and more obvious or common with the NIL stuff and transfer portal. Like, players kind of want to know what the roster is going to look like before they commit. But as, as, the, as Kirby and his staff have done quite literally since his first year on campus, they proved everybody wrong. Um, there were a lot of the doubt, at least in my eyes, came from the coaches that left that were – great recruiters. I mean, you had Dan Lanning, Matt Luke, Jamila Die. all leave the program um, last season. And, you know, those elite recruiters, it was kind of, at least to me, concerning, but you have, they were replaced by some of the best recruiters that you could find, you know, Glenn Schumann, Obviously, he's been in the work, works for a while, but he stepped up into the uh, co-defensive coordinator role with Mil- Will Muschamp. But we're going to talk about a few of those spots, specifically um, outside linebacker and defensive back coach, because those were some those were some of the position coaches that left that were specifically concerning as far as recruiting went. Um, outside linebacker coach was Dan Lanning. He obviously took that Oregon head coaching job. But Lanning was replaced by Coach Uzo Deribe. And I, boy, do I hope that I pronounced that correctly. But Coach uh, Uzo Deribe was the primary recruiter for the elite pass rushers that Georgia brought in this cycle. And it was a feat to get two guys of that caliber, and he managed to get three. You had two five stars and a four star coming on campus in the same position where Georgia typically plays one at most two on a given down. And then you got Fran Brown came in to replace Coach uh, Jamila Dye and not hasn't dropped off any bit, any degree. Coach Brown brought in an elite class of defensive backs – Two five-stars, three four-stars. That is seven guys brought in to fight for at most five every-down positions. And that's if Georgia is in uh, nickel. Most times, you, they're fighting for four positions. You've got seven guys fighting for commonly four positions there. Um, Just insane what he's been able to do coming in this past season. And then... I do want to talk about Glenn Schumann for a minute, and it's I'm probably going to use a little bit of hyperbole here, but I I don't think it's very much. Um, in my opinion, Coach Schumann deserves a raise more than any other assistant in America. On top of being the primary recruiter for guys like Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker, Channing Tindall, Smile Mondin, and Pop Dumas Johnson, This cycle, he brought in the number three, number four, and number five inside linebackers in the country coming out of high school. And not to mention that Troy Bowles, one of the inside linebackers coming in this season, is the son of one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL, Todd Bowles. And if any family in the country knows what to look for in programs, coaching, talent, development of talent to the NFL level it would be Todd Bowles and he chose his son chose the University of Georgia and to me that says a lot not just about where the program is but where the program is continued to head in the right direction um I'm really excited about this class like we talked about the other day I could definitely see some of these guys coming in and making an impact in their very first season um but well, that's kind of all that I wanted to talk about today because we said we would put out another episode later this week talking about what happened on signing day. Um, I found something that I want to talk about real quick, and I almost forgot. It is time to talk about my favorite distillery that makes bourbon and just so happens to be in Atlanta. You, know, you guys know by now, founded by multiple UGA grads, and I've gotten to be friends with the guys behind the whiskey and, like I said, I'm just going to keep shouting from the rooftops. For the last four years running, ASW Distillery is the most awarded craft distillery in America at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, including multiple gold medals for their Fiddler Bourbon line. And just as exciting as all of that good whiskey, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five. Five, you heard me right, five UGA grads behind the scenes making this bourbon. Go to their battery location to sit down with David Booth, have a drink, or pick up a bottle of Fiddler for a tailgate or, you know, it's holiday season. You got to deal with that annoying family member. Fiddler helps. ASW Delicious Bourbon Distilled by Dogs. We will get more into the transfer portal stuff and recruiting after the season is over before the late signing period in February. Um, Like I said, I just want to talk about some big names that did some stuff yesterday. Um, And as always, guys, follow our Instagram at nothing.finer.pod. The Twitter is at FinerPod. Join the Facebook group. We will be doing some interactive stuff when we have the vastness of the offseason to get through. So be on the lookout for that on our Facebook group. All you got to do is search nothing finer podcast on Facebook. Join the group there. Um, Go on our Instagram to get in on the ASW giveaway. The more interaction we have, the more cool stuff that we can give out. Um, And as always, guys remember there is nothing finer in the land than a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. Biggest third down in Bryce Young's career. You need ten. Play clock at four. From the pocket. Launching downfield! Underthrown and intercepted! Kaylee Ringo has an escort down the sidelines! All the way to the end zone! And Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide!